bullish or bearish. Whether you're a rookie trader or a rock star, we believe there's room for everyone. Every Filipino can learn how to trade. We're just your average Joe. But together, let's take advantage of the greatest equalizer of wealth ever, the stock market, where millions can be made and lost in a click of a finger. The journey to trading mastery is a lifetime, and we're here to stay. We are ZFT. And this is where the hot money is. Good evening, guys. This is Ask ZFT, episode 19, with your host, so Cosmos, or si Sir Jasper. And we'll be talking about trading as a business tonight. No? Um, pinangalan ko na tong part 2, kasi yung first, ano natin, no? first part was about our mental wallets. So sabi ni Boss Z, Tuloy-tuloy ko na daw yung series na to. Uh, within TR, siguro aware na kayo no, na this is not about just the charts or just about knowing how to use indicators. Diba? Kung inakala nyo before na ZFT is all about that or joining Trading Republic is all about that, then nagkakamali kayo. Kasi we have everything. Okay? Within TR, we have everything. Kung mapapansin nyo, may fitness programs tayo dito, meron tayong e-sports, meron nga tayong dating site, di ba? Parang mini dating series within TR. So, di ba? We, we try to make trading as as holistic as possible. Okay? Um, hindi, lang, hindi lang yan na parang dahil traders tayo, edi trading lang din yung pag-uusapan natin. Okay? But, we also like to create the right expectation or mindset sa mga nandito. So, one of the things no, that, that really captures the interest of a trader is yung tinatawag nating shiny object syndrome. Are you familiar with that, ano, with that term or with that concept, yung shiny ob- object? Usually, it's used no, for marketing purposes. And what happens is parang ganito. No? Try to recall the first time that you felt enticed to try trading. Okay? Ano, yung, ano yung mga factors or ano yung mga circumstances during that time that led to you being a trader. So ako, honestly, ang pinakamalaking factor that time was I had a, uh, meron akong significant savings sa bank ko. Tapos I was thinking, how could I grow this quickly? So I was searching like, okay, real estate, masyadong mataas yung capital. Pag bank ko naman, masyadong mababa yung interest, di ba? But as far back before, alam ko na yung trading eh. I have an, I have an idea about it kasi accountant ako. And then, may nakita akong parang post. Okay, sa Twitter yun eh. Hindi siya from ZFT, pero siya yung nag-introduce sa akin to ZFT. So nakita ko yung post niya, puro ano, puro ports na. Mga positive trades, lahat yan. Tapos talagang unshaded, pinapakita niya ilan yung kita niya for, for a particular trade. So that was, I think yun yung isa sa mga ports na nakita ko. And ever since then, I got hooked to trading. So parang, Most of us, siguro mga 90% of us, ang reason bakit tayo na-entice to this game is because, ayan, may nakita tayong something that uh, parang captured our interest in a way na parang we can earn big to this game. Ayan, sabi nga ni Ma'am Lerps, gustong yumaman ng mas mabilis. So, yan yung tinatawag natin parang shiny object syndrome. But the thing with this, ano, no, the thing with this, with this idea or with this concept is, It's actually a marketing strategy. 
ang ano lang diyan ang ang mahalaga lang diyan is once you are attracted to that object or to that ano ba yan ang tawag diyan ano bang ano bang trading para sa atin like a skill di ba once you're attracted to learning a particular skill dapat ma-reveal sa yung realities of learning and mastering that skill hindi pwedeng maiwan ka doon sa shining object na idea or concept So yun yung ginagawa natin no within ZFT. So of course marketing part talaga yan ng ano no part talaga yan ng ng strategy to really attract people through results. So the moment you're inside, we make sure na we show you guys that this is not something easy. Okay? Hindi siya yung tipong okay, nandito ka na sa TR, automatically bukas green na yung portfolio mo. So it doesn't work that way. Kaya naisip namin na aside from the different activities, we want to have a culture. Ayan, yun yung tamang term. Eh. We want to have a culture inside TR wherein everyone is aware of the right expectations na dapat meron sila so that they can trade effectively. Okay? And one of those expectations or one of those perspective perspectives is treating trading as a business okay that's why this is very important especially if you're someone who would like to take trading as a serious endeavor tipong nakikita mo yung sarili mo na magtatagal ka sa game na to okay so let's start with this ano let's start with this question okay what is trading to you okay, very simple question lang very generic but If you you'll be honest to yourself, paano ba nakikita tong sinasabi na lang trading? Okay? So you don't have to answer this, okay, but if you want, pwede niyo sagutin sa chat kung ano ano tingin ano yung tingin niyo sa trading. But I'll lay down to you guys yung iba't ibang levels of how people see trading. Okay? So, yung pinaka shallow for me. Okay? Pinaka shallow perspective for me that people have when it comes to trading is ito no. They see it as an interest okay interest for for some people they see it as a hobby yan hobby ito yung mga tipong tao na parang they discovered trading nakita nila na pwede silang kumita dito but they did not really have the the vision or the objective of using that skill as a way for them to parang add significant income doon sa cash flow nila. Kumbaga parang oh, masaya mag-trade. Trader ako kasi may account ako sa Binance. <laughs> Marami akong mga kakilala ngayon like sa real account ko. Friends, high school friends, college friends na parang the way they present themselves sa social media is pinapakita nila na uy, nag-trade sila. They are very active in doing this craft. Pero you can read between pag, pag trader ka kasi nababasa mo between the lines eh if the person is really serious about it or parang nagkataon lang na parang they tried it nagustuhan nila kumita sila but alam mo sa sarili mo na eventually if matatalo sila ng malaki they'll just move on okay kumaga they'll move forward to it walang any attachment or whatsoever syempre maginayang sila kasi natalo sila di ba but after that wala nang attempt wala nang effort to learn it further. Okay? So for me that's a very shallow perspective of trading. Okay. 
Sabi nga nila, 'di ba? Um ewan ko if my statistics is right, pero for every five people daw na nagbubukas ng trading account, only one reaches the second year. Okay? Yung apat or that's 80%, they open a trading account and after one year nagku-quit na sila. Okay. So I think you can attest to that, no? Kasi baka may makakilala din kayo na nag-trade. Nakita, uy, grabe, uy. Ayos to, ha? parang nagte-trade na ulit si si Wilson. <laughs> Kunwari ganun. And then biglang after a year, parang nawala, parang hindi na nagpo-post. Tapos nalaman mo na lang na yun pala kasi natalo ng malaki. Tapos uh, kinalimutan na yung trading account. Naipit sa AR. Kunwari ganun, no? So, that's a very shallow way of looking at trading. Now, what's the next? So, from interest or hobby, nagiging side hustle. Okay, sorry ha, kasi hindi naman talaga webinar yung gagawin ko ngayon. It's a podcast. Okay, so side hustle. Pag sinabi natin side hustle, sino dito guys yung may side hustle? Masabi naman sa chat. Sino dito yung may mga side hustle? Yung uh, apart from your main line of work or main line of business, you have other stuff that you do that gives you a extra income. Okay, parang ganun. So side hustle or extra income. Okay? Meron ba? Ayan, so we have si Sir Edmar. Ewan ko kung delayed ba yung, ano, yung audio ko. Baka delayed kasi PLDT is ano eh. So ayan, Sir Edmar, we have Sir Matt, si Sir Teodolfo, di ba? So having a side hustle is good. It's a way for us to earn extra income. But for me, uh, ito yung pinaka-common na perspective ng mga tao sa trading, especially those who reach the second year of their trading journey, yung trading career nila. Okay, so yung mga naka-move naka forward in having it as just a mere interest or hobby, dito napupunta, dito na-frame yung trading, okay, side hustle or extra income. Nothing is wrong with this. Honestly, like I, I have nothing against you if you look at trading as a side hustle or extra income. The only problem that you have if you treat it as this is you treat it as something that you can afford to not master. Okay? And what do I mean by that? Uh, I'll use myself as an example. I know and I can, I, I'm, uh, I'll be honest to you guys, Now there was a point in my trading career, in my trading journey, Nang tingin ko sa trading is it's just a side hustle. Meaning, if ever nawala yan sa akin, if ever, like for example, natalo ko ng malaki, as a side hustle, uh, hindi siya, hindi ganun ka-significant yung magiging effect sa akin. In other words, meron ako mga safety nets. Okay? Like, I have my work. Meron akong mga other side hustles na pwedeng pumalit sa kanya. So, if ever I lose it, okay. If ever I do good in it, okay din. So, hindi siya masyado parang significant on my end to the point na uh, I'll let go of other stuff just to master it. Okay? So, to some people, that can work for them. Okay? Pero what I notice is, if ganun yung magiging treatment mo sa trading, yung level of effort and yung le level of focus na meron ka sa kanya is not the optimal level. Okay? Ang ending yan is either babagal yung learning curve mo kasi parang ayaw mo siyang, hindi mo siya binibigyan ng 100% effort. Eh. So, syempre, yung learning, hindi din siya optimal. So, either babagal yung learning curve mo or 
you might end up mastering it. Pero yung process behind mastering it, hindi mo siya fully mababalue. Hindi mo siya parang yung, it would, it, it's something that you won't be proud of sarili mo. Knowing that it's a, it's just a side hustle. Kung kikita ako, okay. Kung hindi ako kita, okay lang rin. Anyway naman, may iba naman akong uh, parang way to earn income, di ba? Or way to earn money. Okay. So, what's the next level? So, from interest hobby, side hustle, extra income. So, the next level is you treat it now as a business. Okay? Or as a profession. Yan. Okay. Now, the thing with this, guys, no? Kasi baka isipin nyo, so, dapat pala, yung trading, ang tingin ko sa kanya is, like, it's my one thing. Kung baga, all my efforts, all my focus should be focused on it alone. Para masabi ko na it's a business. But it's, hindi siya ganun, ah. It doesn't mean that you have to give everything for trading para lang makip, masabi mo sa sarili mo na it's a business or profession on your end. All this means is yung approach mo sa kanya. Okay? The way you handle trading as a skill is from a perspective of a businessman or from a businesswoman or from a professional perspective. And there's a huge difference between treating it as just a hustle and treating it as a business or profession. Okay? What does it mean if, for example, ako, I am a certified public accountant. My profession is accounting. Okay? What does it mean when I say na I'm practicing accounting okay, or I'm practicing my profession? Ano yung, ano yung implication nun as opposed to someone who just happens to do accounting? Okay? Gets ba yung, yung difference? So, yeah, you, can, you don't need to answer that, no? Anyway, podcast naman to. So, the difference of that is parang ganito, ah. If someone just, parang ginagawa lang yung accounting for the purpose of earning money, ang tingin niya doon, or ang parang approach niya doon is, it's like all about the money. Okay? Parang ganun. Parang, it's all about me earning from this skill. Pero wala siya masyadong focus doon sa process. Okay? Hindi siya attached doon sa process of earning money from that skill. Hindi din siya attached doon sa journey. Okay? Hindi niya binibigyan ng significance yung journey of learning the skill and earning from it in the process. Okay? Yun yung side hustle or extra income mindset. Because the moment you say to yourself na, okay, this is my profession, ano bang ibig sabihin nun? Sa accounting, we learned it for five years in college. Tapos after five years, pupunta kami sa workplace. And then, kung ano man yung natutunan namin sa five years na pinag-aralan namin, we apply it in real life. Most of the time, there's a difference between what's taught in school and ano yung ginagawa sa real life. Eh. I know, may iba dito accountants. You can attest to that, right? There's a gap. Okay, but the point of the matter is, you are practicing what you learn. Hindi lang siya yung tipong parang Basta may sweldo ako. Okay? There is a certain um, feeling of prestige, certain feeling of honor in doing it. To the point na parang ang nangyayari is, dahil kiniklaim mo sa sarili mo na you're practicing the profession, kung ano man yung reward that comes from it, 
it's just a byproduct of you practicing what you learn. Okay? Same thing with business. Kasi when you approach trading as a business, yung mindset mo, yung perspective mo sa kanya, yung expectations na meron ka sa kanya is very different. Okay? Iba siya. Parang uh, ang mindset mo sa kanya is long term. Okay? That's one. And yung level of acceptance mo of certain aspects of trading na yung iba hindi nila tanggap kaya sila nag-quit-quit. Ikaw tanggap mo siya. Okay. Does that make sense? Naiintindihan nyo ba yun, guys? Kung hindi nyo siya nag-get, so okay lang. Ano naman to eh? <laughs> Session ko naman to. So, but if you have questions, you can ask questions na later. Okay, so given that, guys, no, if we want to treat trading as a business, the next question there is, what is a business? Okay? Ano ba yung business? How, how can you say na something is a business and something is not a business? Like, it's just an activity. Okay, so sorry, ha, gagamitin ko again yung, ano ko, uh, yung knowledge ko of accounting. Kasi in accounting kasi, we explore a lot of things. Eh. Trading, IT, parang we are like jack of all trades. Parang ganun yung ginagawa namin sa uh, profession namin. So, sa amin kasi, we define business as a set of activities. Okay? Set of activities siya with the goal of getting profits. Okay, that's the essentially that's the generic definition of a business from an accounting perspective. Okay, so with that, paano natin masasabi na trading can be a business? What is common among all businesses? Okay, Siyempre, there are different industries, different types of businesses, different products, services, diba? But what is common among all businesses? Okay, the goal is the same. Okay? And in terms of the elements, yung iba't ibang elements that, that make up the cash flow or that make up the profits of a business is essentially the same regardless of the type of business that you have. So, kaya yung title ng podcast natin ngayon is Income and Expenses, di ba? Understanding your income and expenses as a trader. Okay. Let's have a Sample business. No? Kunwari, you have, uh, you're selling lemonade. Ayan. What are the different income, incomes or revenues sa ibang parlance? No? What are the different revenues that you can get from selling lemonade? So basically, pag, pag sales kasi, sales lang yun. Okay, your, your main source of inflow ng cash is your sales. But aside from the sales, meron ka pang pwedeng ibang other income. Like, you can earn through advertising. So, let's say, yung lemonade mo, no, meron siyang parang um, sa packaging niya, like, uh, may nakontrata ka na ibang company, like, uh, a complementary product. Okay, kunwari yung straw. This is just, uh, ano, uh, uh, very broad example. So, kunwari yung straw. Hindi ikaw yung may-ari ng straw, you contracted another business. So, with that, ina-advertise mo yung brand ng straw na yun doon sa lemonade business mo. So, that can be a source of other income. Okay? Pwede siyang ganun. Now, for your expenses as a lemonade business, ano yung mga expenses mo? Like, you have to pay your, um, the person who sells it, kung may tauhan kang iba, you have to pay for the ingredients, you have to pay for advertising if meron ka, and then you have depreciation and all those other stuff. No? Every business, ang, ang ano niya lang, no? ang goal niya lang talaga is at the end of it all, 
Okay, at the end of it all, dapat yung bottom line niya is positive. Okay? And sometimes that that is easier said than done, to be honest. Kasi I know a lot of business na sobrang taas ng sales nila. Okay? Ang laki-laki ng, ng upside nila. Ah, hindi, hindi upside eh. Parang ano ba tawag dito? Parang yung unang line item nila sa financial statements nila. Like sobrang laki nito. Pero because of their expenses, they they end up having a very small net income. Okay? To the point na minsan, mas maliit pa yung income nila compared doon sa mga other businesses na mas maliit sa kanila but are doing well in terms of their uh, gross, no? yung gross sales nila dito sa taas and their expenses. Okay? And... This is my perspective when I look at Portsnaps. Kasi pag pag nakita kong Portsnap, ang ang unang papasok sa isip ko is eto lang 'yan. Okay? Yung gross sales lang 'yan eh. So again, we're we're now taking on the hat of a businessman. So if, if you look at trading as a business, tapos may nakita kang Portsnap. It's all about this one. Yung nasa taas. Eto bira to pinapakita. Dito alam ng mga tao eh. Ewan ko, um, well, some traders, they show their losses, right? But most of them don't. So, what if, no, ganito, like, may nakita kang Portsnap, 1 million yung gain. 1 million yung gain. Wow, grabe, galing-galing. Tapos ikaw, tinignan mo yung trade mo, the same, ano ha, the same stock, the same setup, ang nakita mo sa result mo is just a 50K gain. Ayan, 50k gain. And now you start comparing yourself. Sabi mo, bakit siya 1 million yung gain niya? Ako 50k lang. Okay? Alam niyo why it doesn't make sense to do that? Kasi again, <laughs> hindi mo alam kung ano yung mga expenses niya dito sa baba. O, meron nga siya 1 million na gain. Pero what if? What if, ha? Yung loss niya naman is umabot din ng 980,000. Ayan, 980,000 pesos. So, ang net niya, 20,000 lang. Ito, hindi mo to alam. Siya lang nakakaalam nito. Whereas ikaw, okay, for a certain period, like, let's say in one week, meron kang 50K na gain, tapos yung loss mo is 10K na, 10K na trade, and you have a 40,000 net. So, in essence, if this is all about the bottom line, if you look at trading as that, in essence, ha, mas okay pa yung performance mo compared to this other person for that particular period. Okay? Do you understand? So, yun. Um, just a, ano lang, uh, just to have the right mindset or right viewpoint when you look at port snaps, always think of it as gross sales dito sa taas. Hindi mo to alam itong nasa na. Okay? So, as a trader, ano yung mga iba't ibang income, expenses, that will lead to your net dito sa baba. So obviously, sa income, this pertains to your gains. Okay? Expenses, this pertain to your losses. Okay? Ito yung variable. Pag sinabi nating variable, it's not fixed. Okay? Tapos, we have the commissions. Commissions. Commissions and taxes, yung mga broker fees. and commissions and fees. Essentially, itong commissions and fees, 
these are considered fixed. Pero hindi fixed na parang every month you have to pay rent to the broker. Although sa US, sa mga US brokers, may mga ganun eh, na pag, pag nag-apply ka doon sa brokerage na yon, yung bayad mo sa kanila is fixed per month, regardless of the number of trades that you do. Okay? When I say fixed, this is fixed regardless if you're winning or you're losing for that round trip trade, meron kang fixed commission na binabayad. And usually, it's in terms of percentage. Okay? Sa PSE, what is the fixed level of commissions na meron tayo? On average, kasi may ibang brokers, umiba na yung commission rate nila. But on average, ano yung parang fixed percentage commission natin per trade? It's at 1.19%. Thank you, Sir Ish. 1.19%. Okay? <clears throat> Let's talk about commissions, guys. This is very... Um, Kumbaga parang we just accepted, like naturally accepted na when we trade, meron talang commissions. And it has become a almost a an aspect of trading that we just neglect. Kaya ako honestly, parang ganun yung naging mindset ko before. Eh. Like, ah, commissions, that's part of trading, so I'll just neglect it. Kumbaga parang it's just something that I need to pay in order for me to be able to trade. And then just recently, okay, recently ko lang siya trinay eh. Nung nilipat ko yung uh, data ko, old journal data ko from 2017 to, to date, yung latest day, sa latest version ni Minerva, meron kasi doon column eh, for commissions. Dati, yung journal ko, I don't account for commissions kasi again, yung mindset ko sa kanya is it's just something na I need to pay. Ganun. So, may column si Minerva. Sino ba yung mga users ng Minerva dito? Yung version 2. Di ba meron siyang column yung commissions? Okay. So ako, I tried to add. Trinay ko i-add lahat ng commissions ko for actually yung yung trinay kong i-add yon for for this ano lang for this uh nito, this year lang okay, year to date lang wait year to and then hindi pala year to date uh starting October last year okay kasi I, I I try to reset my journal every every time my significant move or every time my significant withdrawal ako eh. so from October to ano nagulat ako guys sa amount I mean I know it's big ah Alam ko na malaki siya at the back of my head, hindi ko lang inexpect na ganun pala siya kalaki. I mean, hindi ko nararamdaman. Pero parang if 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 the broker or if I have a broker and not COL or AAA, like broker yung talagang tao na broker kasi 'di ba ang nangyayari yan sa mga brokerage houses. May mga broker sila like people who take in clients Tapos, yung commissions ng clients na yon is napupunta sa kanila since sila yung nagpapasok ng client na yon. Okay? In reality, it's not a 100% na mapupunta sa kanila. Parang 50-50 ata. I'm not sure about the sharing. But let's just assume na if there is one person na nakakatanggap lahat ng commissions ng trades ko. Okay? From October to, to date, more than a millionaire na siya. <laughs> And wala siyang ginagawa. Kumbaga, wala siyang ginagawa about it. Kumbaga, parang kinuha niya lang ako as one of his or her clients. Tapos, ako yung parang nagte-trade lang ng account. And then after that, wala na. Pa -pa Pumapasok lang sa kanya yung pera. So, it was shocking to me. Uh, shocking siya in the sense na sometimes, mas malaki pa yung binabayad ko palang commissions kaysa sa actual na game ko for that particular trade. Hindi, uh, eto, sabi ni Sir Bon no, na malaki daw yung trades. No, hindi malaki yung trades ko. Marami lang. 
as a momentum trader. So it, it's really not about the size. Although that that can be a factor. It's more about frequency. Magugulat kayo guys, subukan nyo. Like sa Minerva, just kasi pwede mo namang i-highlight yung column ng ano yun, ng fees and charges. Try mo yun i-highlight tapos makita mo sa baba may sum doon. Kahit sabihin natin like 300k port or 100k port, magugulat ka sa commissions na binabayad mo for let's say 6 months. Sometimes it can reach the value of your total port. I, I'm not kidding. Okay? Especially if you're, if you're a very active trader. So when I realized that, okay, nung, nung napansin ko yun, sabi ko, grabe pala. Okay? But you can't avoid commissions and taxes, right? Hindi <laughs> mo naman siya maiwasan unless you're trading using a, yung tinatawag nilang dealer account, wherein you don't pay commissions, you just pay the taxes. So yun, yun yung one way of avoiding that. Or you join a proprietary trading firm. Okay? Under like city securities. And diyan sila nagbabayad ng commissions, guys. Purely tax lang. Kaya ang sarap mag-trade if you're a prop trader. Kasi yun lang. Napakalit ng commissions. Okay, but yun. The point of the matter is malaki to, guys. Medyo maliit lang yan, ha? Pero it's something significant. Okay. Pero if you want to, ano, no? If you want, if you want to keep this concept simple, itong commissions and fees, just think of it this way. The moment you place a trade, automatically, losing trade siya. Okay. Actually, uh, this mindset is not coming from me. Na rinig ko siya in one of the interviews of Anton Krill. yung parang CEO ba yun, ng Institute of Trading. Pero ang sabi niya ganyan, no? um, he, he doesn't understand the why people, when they place trades, ang iniisip nila is, this should be a winning trade. Okay, parang ganon. Kasi, the moment you place a trade, the only way for you to liquidate the trade, okay? so, listen carefully, ha? this is important. When you place a trade, the only way for you to liquidate that trade is by selling it or covering it sa opposite side of the market. Kumbaga, if you're, if you're short, the only way for you to cover it is going to the opposite end, which is through the bids. Same with, uh, sorry, short, through the, ano pala, through the ask. And if you're going long, the only way for you to liquidate it is to go to the bids, okay? Para maano siya, ma-benta siya. And the, the thing with that is it's the, the other side of the coin or the other side of the trade always gives you a less advantageous price. Okay? So the moment you enter a trade, automatically losing trade siya. And now, now you add commissions to that, may 1.19% ka pa. So it's a losing trade. So with that lang, no, dapat, dapat ang mindset natin is when we place a trade, if you don't accept the risk in it, Parang it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense na pinis mo yung trade in the first place because the risk is automatically there whether you like it or not okay and dahil doon you need to make sure na even if you enter the market and automatically loser ka you put yourself in a position na you are an automatic loser the only thing that you can control is the quality of the trade and ano yung probability na that trade will turn out to be a winner. Okay? The odds should be to your advantage. So, yun yung dapat na parang uh, mindset mo. Like, it's always about the risk, but at the same time, it's all also about the probabilities. 
Okay, so, so much about commissions and fees. Now let's go to the gains and losses. Okay. When we talk about your gains, guys, yung gains natin is, sometimes we think of it as the average of all the gains. Like, kunwari kasi sa journal natin, di ba? Ang nakikita na lang natin na gains dyan is, like sa dashboard di Minerva, ang ipapakita niya sa'yo is more of the average. Like, average gain mo per trade or average gain mo per winning trade is, let's say, around 40,000 pesos. Kunwari ganyan. Okay, average gain. But dahil average yan, it means it's composed of different types of gains. Okay? Maraming types of gains uh, in trading. In the same way as in managing a business, you can't expect na parang every customer will go to you and pay you the same amount. Kasi iba-iba yung demand eh. Diba? Every customer, iba-iba yung parang invoice price niya na gusto niyang bilhin sa products na meron ka. Right? So sa market, parang ganun din. Okay? We have big gains. We have medium gains. Okay? We have small gains. And then we have yung tinatawag nating um, free trade. Okay? Well, technically, free trade is pwede siya dito sa gains, pwede din siya sa losses. No? Depende kung anong klaseng free trade siya. Like may konting gain ba? Like 2 pesos gain, 3 pesos gain, ganun. Or is it a small, very small loss? Like 10 pesos loss, 100 pesos loss. Okay. So, if you look at your journal, guys, itong apat na to, okay, meron silang distribution. And sa Minerva, di ba, uh, pag titingnan nyo, meron doon parang distribution curve ng lahat ng gains mo. But that is, ano ha, in terms of percentage. Hindi siya in terms of pesos. Okay? But assuming you are allocating on average, the same amount per trade, then yung distribution curve na nakikita nyo doon, that is a good representation of where your where your gains are more concentrated. Okay. Every profile, meron, sila, meron silang iba't-ibang expected na distribution. For example, if you're a momentum trader, saan dito sa tingin nyo, sa apat na to, yung concentrated yung ano niya yung yung number of trades niya in terms of distribution is it sa big gains medium gains small gains or free trade okay dito sa small very good tama dito yung concentration niya okay if you are a swing trader more or less yung concentration ng mga gains that make up your average okay yung humihila pataas or humihila pababa ng average mo would be more on the medium gains and then pagdating naman sa big gains, dito yung mga position traders and trend followers. Okay, so TF, this is swing, this is momentum traders. Okay. Now, the reason why I'm discussing this is for you to have the right expectation sa results nyo. Again, trading, business. Okay? Every businessman, meron silang projected na amounts Okay? Kaya nga sa profession namin, uh, one of the most highly paid service that we do are projections. Okay? Projected financial statements. Like, ang bayad sa amin for that kind of service is higher compared, usually ha higher siya compared to other stuff like just doing the financial statements or bookkeeping or minsan kahit sa audit, mas mahal pa yung projected financial statements kaysa sa audit. So, 
with this kind of knowledge, you'll have the right expectation. The moment you look at your journal, the moment you look at your dashboard, alam mo if your results are in line with your profile. Okay? If you're a swing trader, and then napansin mo na yung concentration ng gains mo is nasa small gains. Okay? And what I mean by that is, again, not frequency, but the distribution. Okay? Not frequency, the distribution. Like if your total gains is, okay, total gains natin. Ito, ito kasi average. Now let's talk about the total. If your total gains is, let's say, 500,000. 500,000 pesos. Gross gains yan, ha, without the losses. Tapos nakita mo sa 500,000 na yan, 300,000 pesos, or that's more or less 60% comes from small gains. Okay? And you claim that you are a trend follower or a position trader. There's a mismatch. Okay? Now, the mismatch may be good or bad. Kasi again, all, ang mahalaga lang naman dito is positive ka dito sa baba, di ba? Okay, but you might have a mismatch and that mismatch may be detrimental on your end over the long run. Okay. Kasi bakit? Pag TF or position trader ka, dapat yung, yung bulk ng gains mo are coming from the big trades. Right? From trades na nagmaterialize yung trend and then it went to your advantage, naging maganda yung upside niya. Okay? or nakaposition ka sa baba tapos nagmaterialize siya. And that's that's a ano eh ang ang karakteristika kasi ng mga trend followers and position traders. Their win rate is not that big, okay? Their win rate is not that high. So ayan no. Um may mismatch. So try to identify this little mismatch no kasi again, it's important for you to really match yung mindset mo as of, uh, regarding your profile. With the results that you have, right? Because that that would be your guide, eh, para kung paano mo isiscale up ng maayos yung portfolio mo or yung trading mo. Here, okay. So obviously, pag momentum, eh, the small gains yung magiging concentration. So ako parang based sa results ko this year, pansin ko yung bulk ng gains ko are coming from many trades, okay? Coming from many trades na pag pinagsama-sama mo sila, kahit sabi natin hindi ganun kataas yung result, sila yung nagbe-make up ng bulk ng gains na meron ako. Okay. So, try to identify that. Okay. Clear ba yun, guys? Do you, have, ano, do you have questions about that? If you have questions, just write them sa chat. No? I'll try to answer it sa, ano, sa uh, Q&A after this. Okay, so next, let's talk about expenses. So kung merong ganito no, kung merong ganito sa income natin as traders or sa gains natin. Syempre meron din sa expenses. So sa expenses, essentially it's the same thing. No? You have big losses. Okay, you have medium losses. You have small losses and then you have the fair trades. Fair trades na negative. Okay? By the way, yung definition ko kasi sa fair trade guys is it's it's a trade na yung result niya is less than 1% of my total, hindi, hindi pala 1%, less than 0.10%. 0.10% of my total 
of my total port. Plus or minus. Plus or minus. Okay, gets ba yun? So, if this is the zero, zero line, ito yung negative 0.10%, ito yung positive 10%. Any trade that falls below, falls within this range in terms of their effect sa portfolio ko, that's a fair trade to me. Okay? So, kung 100,000 yung port nyo, ang fair trade would be 100 peso gain or loss. Does that make sense to everyone? So, that's how I define a fair trade. Kaya pwede siya sa ano? Pwede siya sa losses, pwede din siya sa gains. Okay. So, now alam natin yung gains. Sa losses naman, syempre, okay, very obvious, you want to avoid big losses. Now, what's big to you may not necessarily be big to someone else. And this is not really about the size of the port. Kasi baka isipin nyo, oh, naman, tama naman. Pag yung 1,000 na loss sa akin, tapos 50,000 lang yung port ko, edi malaki yun. 2% yun ng account ko. Pero for someone handling, let's say, 10 million pesos, yung 1,000 pesos, ano lang nga yan eh, parang hindi pa siguro yan yung commission loss, di ba? For 10 million pesos. So, relative siya. But it's not really about the account size, but more of your risk tolerance. Okay. So, i-coconnect ko lang siya konti doon sa mental wallet discussion ko no, sa last podcast natin. So, diba sa mental wallet, each one of us, meron tayong tinatawag na uh, maximum loss capacity. Yung maximum loss capacity mo for a single day, for a single week, for a single month. Na pag inabot yung maximum loss capacity mo na yon, either matitilt ka na or you, you, you end up not being objective or neutral sa trading mo. Okay? So, the question here is, how would you know if a certain loss is big sa trading mo? Okay? Ano yung dapat na parang basis mo for this? So, marami kang pwedeng gawing basis, but let's trim, trim it down into two. Number one, you can look at your average loss. Okay? Average loss. Now, the only way for your average loss, guys, to make sense is kailangan meron kang data. Okay? Dapat meron kang journal data. So, your average loss, for me, at least over 100 trades. Okay, over 100 trades. So, try to identify what your average loss, loss is for the past 100 trades na meron ka. And kung ano man yung amount na yun, okay, kung ano man yung amount na yun, multiply that by 2. Okay, so whatever your average loss is, Multiply that by ito. pangit ng handwriting ko. <laughs> Mouse lang kasi yung gamit ko, guys. Sorry. Multiply that by 2. So, yung multiplied by 2 na amount, that for me is considered a big loss. Okay? Big or unusual loss. Okay? For me. Sa iba, it can be multiply, uh, multiply by 3, multiply by 4. Again, depende sa profile nila. Okay? Uh, I'll give you an example. Nandito ba si, ano, si DJ? Nakinig ba siya? Ayan, buti wala si BJ dito. So, gamitin ko siya na example. Okay. Alam nyo ba? Announce ko lang dito. BJ is the first um, trader in ZFT Capital na na-DYM yung account niya. And the funny thing about that, guys, ha, global, global yung tinitrade niya sa uh, invested account sa kanyang ng ZFT Capital. The funny thing about that is nag-start siya February lang. Kami lahat nag-start kami January. 
Pero sila, yung mga global traders, na-open yung account nila February sa eToro. So, DYM siya. So, ako as the parang uh, main or ano ba yan, parang supervisor nila, puno, parang head trader, I look at the journal, I look at the uh, yung online record tracker namin for trades every single day. And ang napansin ko no sa ano niya sa sa performances. Grabe yung sinusustain yang drawdowns. Okay? <clears throat> There was a day na nag-down siya ng 20%. I'm not talking about a single trade ah, 20% support total port. Nag-down siya ng 20%. Single day. Pag, pag ako, in a single day, nag-down yung port ko ng 20%. Matitilt ako. Like, hindi lang siguro tilt. Like, I'll, siguro mapapastop ako mag-trade for a week or <laughs> for at, for two weeks. Siguro may, maybe even a month. Because that's significant, di ba? Okay lang 20% like over a week na parang death by a thousand cuts tapos you found yourself in a position na negative 20% ka na pala for the month. Pero siya, that was a single day. Only to be recovered in the next few days. So nag-down siya 20% and then the next day nag-up siya ng 5%, tapos nag-up siya ng 16%. Okay? So this single day, within that, I think mga around 30 days yun na span sa performance niya so far, So yeah, that was just a single day. Pero at the end of it all, DYM siya. Pataas yung kanyang equity curve. Malikot. Grabe yung drawdowns na sinusustain niya. But from end to end, okay, from his starting point, his day one up to his current day, yung day now, DYM siya. So, No, no, uh, it wasn't a realized loss. It's more of a drop sa portfolio niya. Kasi sa ZFT Capital kasi, uh, we are required to input our account equity value every end of day. So I, I don't think it was a ano, realized loss. Pero based sa journal niya, guys, yung realized losses niya so far, okay, if you add all of it, it's equivalent to more or less mana sa 15% ng portfolio niya. Yung realized loss. Okay? And yung win rate niya was nasa 9% lang. Realize trades, 9%. So dahil position trader siya, yung DYM status niya now is, ano yan ha, based on open trades. So pwede pa siyang magbago, but regardless if open trades or closed trades yun, just the mere fact na, na, na DYM yung account niya without really violating any rules on all-in or whatsoever, like diversified siya, uh, leverage-wise, syempre maximum leverage yan, pero everything is managing. Eh. Losses niya manage, yung, yung position size niya manage din. So it was good trading. It's just that, yung good trading para sa kanya, yung drawdowns na sinusustain niya, is different from the drawdowns na sinusustain ko, or sinusustain ni Ken, or sinusustain ng ibang traders out there. Okay? So what may be big to you may not necessarily be big to another trader. Same thing with the, ano, same thing with the other types of losses. You have the big losses, you have the uh, medium losses, the small losses, and the fair trades. Ganon din yung ano doon. Ganon din yung parang uh, mindset nyo dapat for that. Okay? So yan, inulit ko na lang kasi medyo magulo na. Okay. So big, medium, small, and yung mga fair trades. Okay? 
So, pure ba guys? Yung ano? Pure ba yung um, different types of expenses natin as traders? So, parang break down lang natin yung loss, no? Now, there is another type of loss that we don't want in our financial statements as traders, okay? As businessman. Yung big losses kasi, guys, syempre ayaw natin yan. But hindi kasi talaga maiwasan na there would be certain moments na may experience mo talaga yung big loss. And that big loss may not necessarily be because you over-allocated or hindi maganda yung trade mo or nag-chase ka. It just so happened na tama lahat, tama yung, tama yung allocation mo, tama yung position sizing mo, and then the next day, na-suspend yung stock. And then it happens na nung na-suspend siya, something is wrong with the management or ano ba yung catalyst niya. Napaka-negative ng catalyst. And then when the stock, when the symbol was open, flooring. So isipin mo, pag-flooring yan. Okay, pag-flooring yan, ano yan? Um, kunwari, 25%. 25% lang inallocate, no? So hindi all-in. Sakto lang naman. 1% bar. Di ba? Kung nag-flooring yan, that's 30%. So, ilang percent yan ang port mo? 25% times 30% loss, including commission. That's that's more or less an 8% damage support. Okay? That's a big loss. Right? Or baka sasabihin nyo, hindi, sir, normal lang yan sa akin. Huwag naman sana, huwag naman sana normal sa inyo yung 8% damage. Unless siguro like, again, position trader kayo, tapos US equities yung tinitrade nyo. Okay? So, It's a big loss. But technically, it's not your fault. Right? Talagang may ganun talaga na instances. But there is a type of loss na regardless if big, medium, small, or, or fair trade siya, na ayaw natin pumasok sa financial statements natin. And yun yung tinatawag natin unusual losses. Okay? Unusual losses. Okay? Or abnormal losses. Sa accounting kasi ito yung term na ginagamit eh. Abnormal losses. So, ibig sabihin kung meron tayong abnormal losses, meron din tayong mga normal losses. Yung mga expected losses. Okay. What are abnormal losses? These are losses that could have been avoided. Okay? Could have been avoided using your rules, using your system, But since you compromise, okay? Since kinompromise mo, binaypas mo yung mga rules at processes na meron ka, you incurred that particular loss. So again, this this doesn't um hindi siya ano ha, it it's not a matter of how big that loss is. Okay, ang factor dito is nagcompromise ka ng process mo. The moment that enters your financial statement as a trader. The moment pumasok siya dito sa expenses mo. It might seem harmless at first, pero alam nyo ba, the, the more harmless it seems, like you ended up chasing BHI, kahit wala ka talagang plan or whatsoever, and then you incurred a loss, pero, hi, buti na lang, 10% lang pinasok ko. So, hindi masyado masakit yung damage. So, the moment hindi ganun ka-significant yung loss na na-experience mo doon sa unusual na loss na yun, the more dangerous it is. Bakit? Katingin nyo, ano yung reason behind? Anyone? Like sa chat? Why is it mas nakakatakot yung ganun na you did something 
you bypass your process and then malit lang yung loss, mas nakatakot siya. Kasi you'll end up thinking na it's okay to do it. Okay, very good. Then gets yung ano, gets yung flow natin. So you'll end up doing that as a habit. The moment it becomes a habit, yung dapat sana na positive dito sa baba, yung dapat sana na positive jan, ends up being negative. And the common notion of traders is, pag negative sila sa bottom line nila, they think it's about this. Okay? Well, actually, the, the reality is most traders are not even aware kung ano yung mga losses na meron sila, ano yung mga expenses na meron sila that are considered abnormal or that are considered unusual. So they just blame, ah, kasi malaki yung losses ko. Kasi nag-overtrade ako, kasi ganito-ganyan. Okay? But look at your journal, guys. Especially sa mga nandito ngayon na uh, losing traders. Siyempre, hindi ko kayo interviewin isa-isa, no? I know, sa sarili nyo, alam nyo kung sino-sino kayo. Okay, nothing is wrong with being a losing trader at this point. Okay? Especially if you're just starting or like wala pa kayong two years sa pag-trade, okay lang yan. But as early as now, I want you to look at your losing trades. If you have a way to extract your losing trades from your journal and then place all of it in a different file. But with Minerva, pwede mo na yung gawin eh, kasi may filter tayo dun sa taas na filter automatically lahat ng losing trades and then you generate that filtered journal. So automatically gagawin ni Minerva lahat ng losing trades mo nakalista na doon sa filtered journal. Alam niyo ba na pwede 'yon gawin sa mga Minerva users? O kung hindi niyo alam, pwede niyo 'yon gawin. You filter the journal, losing trades tapos create a filtered journal from it. So I want you to do that. And then just transfer that or create a screenshot lagay nyo sa isang ano isang part ng desktop nyo or what and then analyze those losses okay. try to identify sa mga losses na yan kung ano yung masasabi yung unusual or abnormal okay. again what's an unusual loss these are losses that could have been avoided that could have been avoided if you just followed your rules and your processes if you just followed the system na tinuro namin sa inyo The sometimes it can be surprising. Like maybe some of you would find out that if you have fifty losing trades, fifty losing trades, more than half of it, or twenty-five trades of that, is part of this category. Ibig sabihin, ibig sabihin, dapat twenty-five lang talaga yung losses mo if you followed your process. Pero dahil nag-compromise ka, nag-bypass ka, you incurred an additional 25 losing trades. And that's a significant number. Okay? The goal is to make this zero. Make this zero. In such a way na yung expenses na meron ka as a trader is all normal. It may not necessarily be small lahat it may not necessarily be medium losses lahat but their category is normal it was a normal result of you following your process okay let me try to elevate that further some traders believe na the goal of their 
uh, the goal of trading para sa kanila is really to minimize their losses as much as possible. Okay? Minimize their losses as much as possible. Tipong to the point na gagawin nilang sobrang tight yung cut loss nila. Tipong to the point na nakita lang nila na nag-gain yung trade ng 5%, up na sila ng 5%, tapos biglang nagkaroon ng minor retracement intraday na from 5% naging 1% yung trade. Automatically, bebenta nila. Are you guilty of this? Guilty ba kayo niyan? Ako, guilty ako of this. Up to now, may mga instances na ginagawa ko pa rin to. Okay? And when I assess those instances na ginagawa ko yan, I can honestly say sa sarili ko na it was out of the desire to make my losses as small as possible. Again, nothing is wrong with making your losses small. Kasi this is, this is plain logic eh. Formula to eh. Income expense, income minus expenses equals net. So if your income is big, if you, if you have a way to jack up your income and you have a way to bring down your expense, ano yung effect niyan sa baba? Siyempre, parang compounding effect yan eh. Lumaki yung income mo dito, lumiit yung expense mo, You're, you find a way to save expenses, edi aakyat to, di ba? Walang ano dito ha, walang magic dito or holy grail or whatsoever. This is just plain mathematics. That's the goal of trading. But, there is a compromise every time you try to minimize your losses to the point na you're focusing too much on minimizing it. Okay? You're focusing too much in minimizing it. Minimizing. Focus ka dyan. To the point na other stuff, other amounts, okay? other things in your trading are sacrificed. So parang, yes, you're able to minimize your losses, pero dahil nacho-choke mo yung trade, dahil ginagawa mo siyang break-even trade agad, even if it is not yet ideal or optimal to um, take it at break-even, what you're doing is, yung dapat sanang big winners mo, nawawala. Do you get it? Okay? Try nyo ano, try nyo i-check 'yan. Uh, I'll try to answer the question sa later. Pero try try nyo i-check to no sa sa journal niyo. Okay? Look at again, look at your losses. Ito kasi yung ano eh pinaka game changer sa akin before when I tried to to categorize my trades into not just whether they're big gains or small gains, but kung are they a product of my process or are they just abnormal instances or parang ano ba yung tawag diyan sa sa statistics, yung parang unusual na nandyan siya. Uh, what's the term? Anomaly. Ayan, tama. Thank you, Ma'am Kat. So, anomaly lang ba yung trades na yan? No. Outlier kasi is more of ano eh, parang wala, significant gain siya. So, outlier siya compared to your other gains. An anomaly is something that should not be there, but it's there. Okay? So, when I tried to look at my trades as whether they are anomalies, or they are normal, doon ko lang na-realize, doon ko nakita na grabe pala yung effect nito sa bottom line performance ko. Like, what could have been a big winner? What could have been? Okay? In certain instances, ah, what could have been the trade that would made my month? That would made my monthly net income positive? That trade ended up being a small loss. 
And ako, I'm, I'm celebrating when it became a small loss. Parang, hey, buti na lang, small loss. Diba? Ang, ang galing-galing ko talaga mag-risk management kasi ang small ng mga losses ko. Only to realize later on na yung mga small losses pala na yun, yun pala dapat sana yung naging big trade ko. Do you, do you get that? Parang, you sacrifice a certain part of your performance for the sake of focusing on that one aspect na yung one aspect na yun, hindi naman yun yung parang magbibigay sa'yo ng bottom line positive eh. It's this, dito sa taas. Ito talaga yung factor eh. Okay? So with that, no, let me try to answer some questions. So eto, sabi ni Sir Alan, pero po Sir, kapag nangyari sa akin yung naalala ko yung sinabi mo po na bakit ka magbebenta, wala pa naman sa cut loss ko. Uh, ano to? Question ba to? Or statement? Ah uh, wait, ah uh, pay mam cut pero minsan okay na unahan yung cut loss point like selling it. Ah uh, yes, parang um there will be there will be certain trades na parang maganda na um you have a tranche cutting kumbaga. So you sell in tranches hanggang maabot yung cut point mo. No? I do that all the time. Ang sinasabi ko lang dito is this ah. There's a there's a thin line, very very thin line that differentiates a trade that ended up being a fair trade because you just followed your plan, yung risk management mo, sinunod mo lang din, as opposed to having a fair trade na chinook mo yung trade. Okay? I, I can't discuss this in detail now kasi marami siyang nuances, eh. marami siyang pupuntahan na mas dadami pa yung questions nyo. Siguro ang, ang takeaway lang dapat nyo dito is you need to define carefully where you place your risk for every trade. Kasi maraming factors yan eh, volatility. Um, ano yung parang position size mo dyan? Kasi the bigger your position size becomes, minsan you need to manage your risk very carefully. Kasi kunwari, naka 50% ka na sa isang port. O hindi naman pwede, hayaan mo na parang maging kumpiyansa ka dyan na, ah, okay lang, sige lang, 3% bar, pwede na yan. You need to find a way na makontrol mo pa rin yung losses. Okay? But, Control your losses without choking the trades. And again, that's easier said than done. Okay? Is that clear? So that would be my parang assignment sa inyo guys. Okay? For this. Go through your journal. Look at your losses. Or better yet, look at all your trades. And categorize those trades as whether anomalies, okay, unusual or abnormal, or normal parts of your process. Again, magugulat kayo makikita nyo na parang dapat dapat pala positive ako pero dahil dahil sa mga mga anomalies na to naging negative ako. Okay? So ayan, treating trading as a business. Now, in business guys, okay? There is what we call yung matching principle in accounting, okay? Wherein it's impossible for you to have income without expense. Okay? So, revenues are there daw kasi ginastusan mo yung revenue na yun. Like, kunwari, sales. Hindi ka, pwede, hindi ka magkakaroon ng sales if you did not invest in marketing or you did not invest in acquiring customers. So, there is a, always a cost involved in having income as a business. And in trading, it's very much the same. You cannot have the mindset na gusto mong kumita sa business na to and be very yung tinatawag nating expense averse 
na parang every time may loss ka, every time nagkaka- nagkakaroon ka ng series of losses, you feel as if something is wrong with what you're doing. Okay? Uh, kanina lang may na-consult ako. Uh, I'm not going to name him, obviously. But ang, ang, ano niya, ang problem niya was, every time, na, every time daw nagtitrade siya, masakit daw sa kanya na makita yung trade from turning into a positive trade tapos nagiging negative. Parang hindi niya accept yung instance na yun. Okay? And the thing with this is, uh, this person is a very successful entrepreneur. Okay? So sabi ko sa kanya, how do you look at trading? Okay. How do you look at trading? Do you look at it as one of your businesses? Kumaga, or do you look at it as something na parang just a side hustle or something na parang gusto mong kumita lang sa kanya to have additional income? And he was very honest about it. Sabi niya, parang hindi niya daw tingin sa trading as a business. Parang ang tingin niya sa trading is yun, parang just another source of income na kung kikita siya, maganda. Kung hindi siya kikita, okay lang din. It's not a big loss to him. So you see the irony doon? Parang sabi niya, hindi big loss sa kanya, pero at the same time, every time na nagtitrade siya, ayaw niyang makakita ng loss. So the reason why that irony happens sa performance niya is yung frame up niya sa trading as an activity. Okay? Ang tingin niya kasi sa trading, hindi business. Eh. Ang tingin niya is parang some, just something na ginagawa niya. Okay? Separate from other stuff na ginagawa niya. So, that's the problem. Okay? So, let me end this, ano na, this podcast with discussing how to create a simple like approach to trading as a business para yung net natin sa baba is optimized. Okay? Pag sinabi natin optimized, it's at like ideal levels. Okay? So, what do you think is the factor that will cause our net income as traders to go up? Okay? Ano, yung mga fact, ano yung mga dapat mangyari para mag-go up? Parang na-mention ko na kanina actually. So in order for this to go up, Either you find a way to maximize your income or your gains or, or find a way to lessen your expenses, okay, your losses, without necessarily sacrificing your gains. Oh, that's a big challenge. So either this goes up or this goes down or both. Okay? Is there a way for us to trade wherein we can maximize this and minimize this? Do you think there is a way or a strategy para magawa natin yun? Okay, from, from the listeners right now. Meron ba? There is. Okay, yung iba kasi nakikinig to eh. Podcast eh. <laughs> so, yes, obviously, there is a way. Napakasimple lang ng way na to. Okay? And that is, when you have winning trades, you need to find a way to scale up. Okay? Wala na akong maisip, guys, na ibang way for you to really maximize your bottom line except to really know how to maximize your winners. So, dinidiscuss to sa TI, sa TIP, even sa mga FGDs, okay? Ididiscuss ko din siya ulit na yon. 
Kasi I cannot, we cannot emphasize this enough to you guys. Yung iba kasi parang ang, ang ginagawa is they just, parang contented na sila na basta mas mataas yung gains nila over sa losses. O basta ang income ko or ang gain ko for the month is 100,000 tapos yung losses ko is nasa 60,000. So I have a net of 40,000. Okay na yan. Without really looking at it from a perspective na itong 100,000 na naging gain mo dito sa taas is not necessarily the best level for your strategy. Okay, kumbaga it could have been higher. Always naman no, always naman na it, it could have been higher and yung losses naman always naman din yan na it could have been lower. But sometimes we fail to explore, we fail to add layers of strategies doon sa ginagawa natin. para mas ma-maximize natin to. Okay? So scale up. Kasi parang ganito yan guys ah. Okay? Uh, from a ano lang again, mathematical perspective. If you allocate 25% of your port for every single trade, okay? And you win 10% and you lose let's say ano ba, 4%. Okay? So ito yung standard na parang winning trade mo, ito naman yung parang standard na losing trade mo. What does this mean? In terms of your overall port, ito, this is a plus 2.5% support mo. Okay, tama ba? Plus 2.5%. Right? 25% allocation, 10% gain. And then this is equal to a negative 1%. Right? Anong net niyan, guys? 2.5%. Grabe na, kinalkyo pa para panigurado. Ang net niyan is 1.5. Tama ba guys? 1.5. Sabi niyo ako kung mali ako. So, 1.5. Okay. 1.5. Okay, bakit yan? Ano yung drawing, drawing? 1.5. Oh, okay lang. Positive, di ba? This is ano ha, parang... Uh, Sa Minerva pa to parang ito yung expectancy mo. Okay? If you're wondering, how is my expectancy calculated? So parang ganito siya. In TI, in other programs, this is discussed more extensively. But the concept is parang ganito. But if you find a way na itong 25%, ginawa mong let's say 30% yan. Okay? 30% times 10%, that's 3%. Okay? So you found a way na yung gains mo is bigger than your losses. What will happen here? From 1.5%, magiging 2% na siya. Right? And over 100 trades, this happens, yan yung parang uh, average expectancy mo, 100, 100 trades times 1.5% or parang 100 instances na nangyari yung ganito, okay? 100 instances na nangyari yung ganyan, this is equal to 100 times 1.5%. <laughs> 100 times 1. Ah, that's 150%. Tama ba? Whereas ito, this is 200%. So that's a, in, in other words, that's a 50% leap doon sa expected performance mo just by doing the scaling up thing. Ang next question na lang dyan is, how do I scale up? O, oh, ayan. Kailan mo mag-attend ng mga FGDs para matutunan yan kasi nadidiscuss yan from time to time. And you need also to um, look at your strategy and identify levels in the chart wherein ideal na mag-add ka sa winners mo. 
Kasi again, this is easier said than done. Okay? Pinaka, pinaka basic siguro na idea of adding adding to your winners is pag trend follower ka, every time the stock creates a significant move, you add to the position. Okay? Kasi trend follower ka eh. So meron kang consolidation, bumili ka sa breakout. Okay? Nag-move to your advantage, nag-retrace. So yung iba nag-retrace, oh, benta na ako. Pero sa, sa talagang legit na trend follower, retracements are expected sa kanila. So nag-retrace, naghintay ng panibagong setup, nag-breakout ulit o nag-add. Okay, so this one is a free trade. This one naman is a new trade in the same stock symbol. Okay? The more he does that, the more the trend follower does that, ang ginagawa niya is nag-i-invest siya more doon sa winners niya. Pero if ever it does not materialize, like dito pa lang, hindi nag-materialize ang trade, hindi siya naka-fully, hindi, siya, hindi siya naka-full allocation. Okay, so tinitilt niya yung result ng trading niya to his advantage. And the, the net effect of all of that is ito, lumalaki. Okay, so that's how it works. Essentially, that's how it works. It's all about this. Okay? And in terms of losses naman, minimizing your losses, again, find a way, find that sweet spot wherein you bring your losses down without sacrificing your big possible gains. Okay? Without sacrificing your uh, gains. Diba? Na parang binabypass mo yung mga magagandang trade sana. Okay, clear ba yun, guys? Do you have questions about that or um, comments you want us to discuss? Sir, may question ako. Sige, go. Uh, yeah, when you're scaling up, um, is there a certain maximum percentage na range that you consider like after your first buy, if the price goes up by 5, 10, 20%, uh, may maximum doon na hindi ka na mag-add kasi malayo na siya from your first buy point? Um, it, it depends on your objective. Okay? So, ibig sabihin nun is if you're a trend follower, hindi ka masyado particular doon sa layo niya from your initial tranche kasi again, you want to ride the whole trend. Eh. Okay? Swing trader, um, medyo nagiging particular na sila. Like, kunwari, for trend followers, Kung tranching pa yan, kunwari, buy sa breakout, buy sa next breakout. Okay? So, TF. Pag momentum, buy sa DB50, add sa breakout. Kung nag-retrace siya, add konti. And then, from there, wala na. So, dito, benta na yan. Sell na sa momentum. Okay? For swing traders, buy sa support, add sa breakout. Add siguro sa confirmation, validation, and then benta. Okay, sell, sell. So, ano siya eh, uh, iba't-iba siya per type of profile. So, kunwari ako sa momentum, I try to make my tranches as concentrated as possible. Ibig sabihin nun, most of the time, ha, yung tranches ko happens all in one day. Okay, so kung... Kung nakita ko na today, it can break out. So before the breakout, bumibili na ako. During the breakout, bibili ako. Then after breakout or end of day, mag a ako ng final tranche ko. The next day, there's a possibility na mag-add pa ako if I see a setup or I see an optimal buy. But most of the time, that does not happen. So ganun siya. 
not really on the percentage, more of the structure or the move na gagawin mo. Oh, may factor ba ang six phases ng market sa scaling up, sir? Um, for me, wala masyado. Unless you're doing really long-term trades. Like, from position trading, na- nasakyan mo yung PHA nung nasa 20 centavos pa siya. So, during that time, nasa accumulation stage pa siya. Tapos, nung nag-breakout siya, nasakyan mo siya. So, awareness. And then, nung nag-euphoria siya, nag-mania, so, you were able to add more. So, from position trading, nag-shift ka na to momentum trading. Okay, but that's a very long-term trade. Mga three to four months, di ba? Uh, so, I, I don't think applicable siya. Okay? So, okay ba guys? I mean, do you see the mindset behind this concept na ini-introduce ko sa inyo now? Okay. Mahaba, marami pa tong iba't ibang series guys ha, sa podcast na to. Masaya yung next podcast natin ay eh, a-announce ko sa inyo later sa mga nandito. Okay? So, treat trading as a business. Treat it as if you are your own employer. Okay? Parang yung ano ko dito is, uh, yung analogy na ginagamit ko dito is, yung portfolio mo, yan yung corporation mo. Okay? If your portfolio is a corporation, would you allow it to get symbols or get stocks na hindi naman pasado sa criteria mo? Diba? Would you allow your corporation to suffer big losses? Kung magkapag ikaw ba yung CEO ng corporation na yan, will you bypass your own rules? Okay? Ikaw yung nag-set ng rules na yan, tapos iba-violate mo lang din. Would you do that? Or if someone does that to your to your corporation, may, empl- may empleyado ka na ginagawa yun sa loob ng company mo, di ba automatically parang papatalsikin mo siya? Well, alis ka dito, ba't, ba't mo yan ginagawa? Di ba? The, th- the thing with trading is, you are everything eh. You are the CEO, you are the treasurer, you are the accountant, you are the salesperson, you are the janitor. Doon sa business na yan. Walang ibang tao eh. Ikaw lang. And that that is what makes it challenging. Okay? Kaya dapat ang ano lang dito guys is expectation. Okay. And last but not the least. Last but not the least for this ano, for this podcast. Yes, ito guys. Wait lang, ba't na-mute? Ba't ako na-mute? Hello? Okay na ba? Ano yung last na sinabi ko, guys? That's the last thing I said. Ah, okay, okay. So, last but not the least. Akala ko kanina pa ako naka-mute. Oh, last but not the least, I, I posted this uh, profile ko. So, there are many roads to Rome, but where Rome is depends on you. Okay. Yung pinaka, ano kasi, no? pinaka-profound effect of looking, trade, looking at trading as a business is you start to look at it from a long-term perspective. Okay? From a long-term perspective. Hindi mo na siya tinitingnan as something that you need to celebrate every time nagkakaroon ka ng gain or you find yourself being frustrated dahil may loss ka. I mean, does, does that make sense na pag businessman ka, Every time my customer na pumapasok sa business mo at bumibili, so meron kang, meron kang gain, meron kang sales, 
nagse-celebrate ba kayo? <laughs> Pero wag ng business na parang para uy may customer tayo. Yes, meron tayong customer na sumong papa-party ganun. Tapos yung yung CEO parang ay salamat naka may bagong customer ngayon. Di ba? Do you, do you get the idea? Or kunwari parang may may loss collect, nagbayad ka ng sweldo ng mga tao or nagbayad ka ng komisyon, ganyan sa mga agents mo. Di ba? When you feel frustrated, ano ba tong business na to? Ba't ba ako nagbabayad ng komisyon? Meron bang gano'n? <laughs> Di ba? Or walang benta? Ay, pag walang benta, yan, medyo frustrating yan. So, walang gains. Pero okay lang. That's, again, that's normal. So, you begin to look at trading as a long-term endeavor since tinitingnan mo siya as a business. And, like any business guys, like any business, it's not always a good month. Okay? It's not always an up month. Di ba? Pag titingnan mo yung equity curve mo, mapapansin mo kahit consistent trader ka, and uh, I've seen equity curves of other consistent traders, yung napapansin ko talaga, it's not always a good month. Like, kunwari, yung 50K challenge ni boss. There were months na talagang down siya, like 15%, 20% down. Yung drawdowns na sinusustain niya, malalaki. Same with VJ, same with the other... Um, mga lodi natin ngayon sa PR, sa GMT, di ba? But having that bad month or having that um, not so good month, di ba parang sa Minerva, parang ganyan siya. You have a good month, and then may bad month, then good month, and then bigla ka may very bad month na yung gains mo sa first three months is na-wipe out because of this month. And then next, uh, medyo semi-good month, and then good month, and then great month, and then bad month ulit. Diba? This is normal. Again, ha, if, if you look at trading as a business, the moment you look at this, parang, ah, okay. So, hindi ko season, diba? parang sa negosyo din, parang there, we have seasonal cycles na, let's say, fruit, fruits, diba? fruit business. Hindi naman all the time na season ng manga or season ng watermelon. There will be times na wala ka talagang sales. But you know when to strike. Okay, alam mo kung season mo na. And I want you guys to focus more on that part. Okay? Focus less on making every month count na as if pag negative ka this month, it's the end, it's the end of the world, parang ganoon. Parang if negative, ano ganoon, parang startup startup business na negative sila first month, ayo, okay na, tama na to. Let's give up. Okay? Ito, konting trivia. Pinag-aralan namin sa masters namin, sa MBA. Alam niyo ba yung Amazon, one of the biggest companies right now, for 20 years, first 20 years nila, they did not earn a single cent. May, may pumapasok na pera, may lumalabas, but when we say earnings kasi no, in accounting, it's technically the, the difference from all your revenues less all their expenses whether you paid for those revenues or not so pwedeng utang siya or liability or actual cash income or cash expense so they did not earn a single cent for 20 years and now look at where amazon is i'm not saying sorry i'm not saying na 20 years kayo magiging parang talunan or 20 years kayo magiging consistent losers or break even traders siguro naman parang Masyadong matagal na yun. No? What I'm trying to say is, it takes time. Okay? 
And dahil it takes time, you need to approach it na as if it will really take time. Long-term approach siya. Okay? The road is long. Mahaba yung daan eh. Marami pa yung mga kung ano-ano kayong masasabak dyan. Like, hindi, hindi pa natin pinag-usapan ngayon yung emotional struggle of being a businessman as a trader. Diba? Saka na yan, sa next topic natin yan or some other topic. Okay, but the road is long. The good thing about this is there are many roads. Okay, maraming road. May shortcut. Okay? Just so happen na some people na-discover nila yung shortcut. Okay? But pag sinabi ng shortcut, hindi to yung shortcut na hindi nila pinagdaanan yung losses or whatsoever. No? Kasi sa trading, walang shortcut. It just so happened na they enrolled in the right programs, they have the right community. Hindi ko sinasabi yung PR yun. <laughs> Pero parang ganun, no? parang you found yourself in a position na it was so advantageous on your end to become a trader. The community is there, your family is supportive, everything's aligned. And because of that, napabilis yung progress mo. But not everyone finds that road. No? Yung iba naman, dami pang pasikot-sikot na dinadaan hanggang maabot nila yung consistency. Right? But, isa lang yung destination natin lahat. And it's Rome. Di ba? It's consistent profitability. How long you take to be there is a matter of effort and a matter of reacting to the circumstances that you have right now. Okay? But aside from that, guys, ha, Aside from that, as businessman or businesswoman in trading, you need to define as well what Rome is to you. Okay? Nasaan ba yung Rome na yan? Um, if I might share no, sa part ko. Ako honestly, masaya na ako na hindi, hindi ko problemahin yung expenses ko per month. I mean, at this point, ha, based uh, coming from a background na talagang um, very short in terms of finances, okay? coming from that background, masaya na ako na maabot ko yung level na hindi ko kailangan problemahin yung finances. Like kung ano yung kailangan kong bilhin for the month, ano yung kailangan kong paggastusan, maliban sa sarili ko, also with the people around me, yung mga loved ones ko and my partner, okay na ako doon. So that, for, for, for someone like me, that can be, let's say, 100,000 per month, 200,000 per month. Okay? Pag naabot na yung ganong level of income, Parang okay na, debable na yan. But for some people, that's not enough. Okay? And nothing's wrong with that, no? It really depends on what your goal is. Like, ano ba yung goal mo na income per month? Ano ba yung gusto mong makuha? Na once you achieve that level, masabi mo sa sarili mo na you're already contented in a way, contented ka to the point na parang hindi mo na kailangan masyado mag-worry about your finances. Okay, what is that level? You need to define that. And once you achieve that level, ano yung, ano yung parang, where will, where will it lead from there? The moment na-achieve mo ba yun, will you end up hustling for more? Gusto mo pang more, more, more? Or will you end up na parang, okay, na-achieve ko na siya, so I can now allocate more time for this, for this. Okay? Siguro mas makaka-invest na ako ng time for travel and all this stuff na dati sinacrifice ko for the sake of reaching this point. Okay? So, yun yung kailangan yung i-define. Okay. Gets ba yun? So, yan, no? There are many roads to Rome, but where Rome is depends on you. 